0: Good morning, welcome to East Hillsville Baptist Church, to everyone in attendance here on campus, for those in the parking lot, and uh, many people that are watching online, thank you so much for joining us this morning. One quick announcement, August the 30th, at the end of the morning worship service, we'll have a business meeting, and we will vote on our budget, and if you'd like to have a copy of our budget, it's out in the foyer also, our budget finance team will be here Wednesday from 6 to 7. If you'd like to talk about the budget, or you can just contact me if you have any questions about the budget. But we will vote on our budget that morning. Also, nominate committee report. And next week in your bulletin will be the list of the new deacons, so we'll vote on our deacons as well. So we have a, a it sounds like it's going to be a long business meet, but it'll go pretty quick, okay? So we want to welcome East of Baptist Church. If you'll stand with us, smile and wave at about five people, and then our praise team is going to lead us some worship this morning. As we come to this time in prayer, I want to mention the family of Lorraine Wallace. She's a longtime member of East Tales Baptist Church. And Lorraine's the type of person, if she was uh, able, she would be at church. She loved church. She loved her family. She loved Jesus. And she went from a nursing home on August 14th to the very presence of, of Jesus. So we want to lift Michael Arms, Sandra Arms, Cody Casey, the rest of their family up in prayer. Uh, the funeral services for Lorraine will be tomorrow at 10 a.m., at Lenny's, Lenny's Grove uh, Church, it's a, it's a private graveside service. Uh, so if, if you would, please respect the family's wishes. But keep them uh, in your prayers at this time, and let's pray for them now. Father, as we come to you in prayer, we just want to thank you, Lord, for the hope that we have as your children. Father, to be absent from the bodies, to be present with the Lord. And Father, I'm so thankful that Lorraine is in your presence. Lord, she loved you, she served you, she witnessed for you, she worshipped you. And now her faith has become sight. And I pray for her family. Lord, such a wonderful family. They, they, they serve this church greatly. Lord, we're so blessed to have them here. And I pray that you'd put your arms around them. Let them know how much you love them. Lord, be their refuge and strength. Father, your word says your grace is sufficient for, all, for these things that we face. And Lord, only you can heal the hurt that comes with death. And Father, I pray for all the family. I pray that you'd be honored and glorified, uh, Lord, in the service tomorrow. And Lord, you help them through that time. Father, I want to thank you for this church. Lord, for how it ministers to people in time of need. Father, for, uh, Lord, just a wonderful membership here. Lord, it's hard to see, even though we have joy that people are in heaven, Lord, it's still hard. Death hurts. And, Father, I just pray that you would bless all those involved. Father, I pray that this service today would bring honor and glory to your name. And thank you, Lord, that we can worship. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated.
1: Of getting everything we want We are weary of living this life just for us Oh, forgive us of seeking your hand and not your face Come and empty us, Father, we're desperate in this place you Much more than we deserve you deliver us by the power of your word God we lift you up giving you the
2: what is prayer stale tradition ritual a good luck charm part of some religious checklist done to appease a higher being so we can get what we want or at least avoid the lightning bolt prayer has been redefined and twisted and confused but at its essence prayer is simply talking to god The God who spoke the universe into creation, who gives us life and breath, who holds all things together. This God wants us to talk to him in the vastness of all that exists. He actually cares about us personally, individually. How can we not pray to such a loving God wherever we are? How can we not thank him for what he's done, or cry out when we need help, when we need forgiveness, when we're afraid, when we give thanks for our blessing or question where our next meal will come from? Why would we live a life apart from him? It's not about formula. How could any posture or well-chosen word impress the author of time and space? it's simple obedience God has made himself available to us he wants to hear from us he wants us to trust in him to acknowledge our dependence on him to draw near to the one who loved us first approaching with confidence because Christ has torn away the veil he's washed away the sin that kept us from his presence and we live in relationship with our Lord. And so we ask that his kingdom come, his will be done on earth and in our lives as it is in heaven. That is prayer.
0: Well, as you see in your bulletin, today today's gonna be a little different service. We're gonna be having a, Really, Justin and I talked about this with school starting back with all the unknowns, um, to have a prayer service, not just for our teachers and administrators, but also for parents and students. I'm a product of the public school system here in Alexander County. And I remember one time they asked me to share a devotion at Wittenberg Elementary School with their PTA. And I remember just off the top of my head, I just started naming from Miss Long in first grade. I named every teacher I had, didn't write it down or anything. And I said, You know, I never had a bad teacher, I never did. I was a bad student, but I never had a bad teacher, and uh, I was really blessed to uh, go to school here. We're, we're, we're going to pray not just for our public schools, but our Christian schools in the county, also for those of you that homeschool, and I really appreciate Justin being willing to take this service. He's our student pastor, and I really appreciate Justin and Courtney and all that they do, and so right now, I'm going to turn the service over to Justin, and we're going to have other people come up and pray as well, but thank you, Justin.
3: Well, thank you. Good morning. For some of you, I've been here three years and uh, I've never had this opportunity. And So uh, I guess with the situation that ran this year for school, um, I guess they thought it was time to pull me in. Um, And so if you're uh, outside in the parking lot uh, and you were able to hear the introduction, you need to know one thing um, that you cannot see from being outside is that I'm taller than Jamie. So uh, you just remember that, people outside, that I am taller than Jamie and you'll be good for the rest of the day. Um, so, but thank you, Jamie, for the opportunity to take the pulpit. I don't take it lightly. Um, but we are going to spend some time this morning uh, praying because uh, it's no surprise that this year is a little bit different than most other years. And so before we even go to God and we ask Him uh, for anything, we need to prepare our hearts for prayer. And there's a couple key things that we need to uh, keep in mind uh, when it comes to the idea of prayer. And, and one, the first thing is this, is that we need to have um, an abiding heart. In James 15... Jesus is going through his talk about being a part uh, of the vine. And so he says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you... You will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. And so in order for those things that you ask to be done for you, you have to be abiding in the vine. And so this morning we're going to spend just a few minutes in prayer asking God for forgiveness, thanking Him for His mercy and His salvation and acknowledging who He is so that we are in line with His will. We are abiding in the vine so that when we do ask for help this year when it comes to school, that He will hear and answer our prayers And even so, even sometimes we're abiding and we're living in God's will and we're being a part of that vine. There are still times when God doesn't answer our prayers. And James, who is Jesus' brother, he goes on to say in James chapter 1, verses 6 through 8, he says, But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave in the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all that he does." And so we have to ask with an abiding heart, and James says, with a believing heart. So we have to pray, believing that God can do what we ask of Him to do. So let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. We're just going to spend just a few minutes, as the music plays quietly, we're just going to spend just a few minutes abiding in Christ, uh, asking for forgiveness where we need to, acknowledging who He is, and then also with a believing heart. Believe that what we're about to pray and go through when it comes to school, that God is going to hear and answer that prayer. So let's go to the Lord this morning in prayer. Lord, we thank you for this opportunity uh, to be able to meet. Lord, to take uh, this time in this service where typically we, we uh, go through an entire sermon. We've been going through Romans and it's been great to learn uh, about our salvation and what it gives us, God. And this morning we want to to come to you and we want to ask of you, uh, your help this school year, Lord. Not only for uh, our students, but this year, Lord, for our teachers and our administration and and, uh, everyone who's involved with this upcoming school year. And Lord, before we come and ask anything of you, we want to first acknowledge who you are. Lord, we thank you so much for sending your son to die for us. Lord, you've provided a way for salvation that we could not provide for ourselves. And uh, Lord, we just pray that you'd help us to live lives that are worthy of that death. And uh, Lord, we just ask that if there's anyone here in this room, God, who uh, maybe is struggling with, with uh, ongoing sin in their life, Lord, that they would take this opportunity, Lord, to, to give that to you, to prepare their heart uh, for this time of prayer, God. You, you, you in, the, in John 15, you tell us that it does, you do trim the vine, God, so we just ask that you'd help us, Lord, to, to trim off, to prune those dead leaves that are in our lives, Lord, so that we can grow and abide and be be in the center of your will so that when we do ask that you will give us what we ask. And Lord help us to have believing hearts. Lord, uh, if we look back into the tomb, you're not there. And so from that, Lord, we know that anything that you say you will do, you will do. And so Lord, we come to you this morning with that in mind, Lord, that we are praying to a God who is living and that can do anything that we ask of him. And Lord, we ask that you would hear our prayers this morning as we are burdened for our school system, we're burdened for our school year and our students. And uh, Lord, we just ask that you would take this next 20 or 25 minutes as we pray together uh, and that you would hear our prayer and you would answer our prayers. And we ask this prayer in Jesus' name, amen. So this morning as we pray, I want to give you uh, some freedom if you want to uh, in any way take a knee or... Uh, if there's an empty row or anything like that, you'd like to do that. You're welcome uh, to do that. So you can kind of bring the music down. We're going to talk for a few minutes and then uh, keep going with prayer. Uh, but this year is, is quite an interesting year with the, the, the introduction of COVID-19. And uh, whether or not you believe it's a it's a, it's a pandemic or a pandemic. that's set aside uh, this morning because we're all dealt a pretty nasty hand of cards and we're all going to have to deal with it and so uh, for the first time though this year parents are are dealt a pretty rough hand of cards. If you're not familiar with what the school system is doing this year um, they have A days and B days and so uh, students will go to school Monday and Tuesday the entire school is closed on Wednesday Uh, and then if you're part of the B class uh, you'll go on Thursday and Friday and so every student is going to have three days off a week at home that they're supposed to be doing online learning And that's a burden on parents because parents, one, are going to maybe become teachers for their students on that day. They have to find child care for those days if they can afford to find child care for three days. Uh, And so it's just a a bad hand of cards that have been dealt. Um, And so but one thing that we want to uh, make you aware of, I'm sure you're already aware of, is that at the end of the day, the parent's sole responsibility uh, is to disciple uh, and make decisions for their child that would be uh, to their best interest. Okay, Proverbs 22, verse 6 says, Train up a child in the way that it should go, and when he is older, he will not depart from it. And So your first goal, and I say that we because I now have a six-month-old, she's right over there. These are these are big decisions that, that you have to make. You may be uh, deciding to do homeschool. You may be deciding to do private school. Uh, you may be deciding, deciding to stay home uh, and be that child caretaker uh, instead of having to pay someone else to do it. That can be a costly task. And so, with these decisions in mind uh, and the weight, the responsibility that you have as a parent to raise your child, um, there can be a lot of worry that comes with those decisions? Am I making the right decision? Is this the best decision for our child? And so Matthew chapter 6 verses 33 through 34 says, Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things will be added to you. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. So it's harder, it's easier to say than to do, than to, than to not worry about the decisions that you're having to make. But no matter the decisions that you have to make, we need to make those decisions with the wisdom and counsel of God. James chapter 1 verse 5 says, If anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally without reproach, and it will be given to him. And so this morning as we pray, we want to ask that first, that parents would be the sole discipler of their children. Number two, that they would trust God daily in these decisions that they're making, and that they would ask God for help as they make these decisions, that he will grant them wisdom. And I'm going to ask Adam Walker to make his way up here. We've asked Adam Walker, there he is over there, um, to pray for us this morning. So you can begin to uh, play some music quietly. Uh, After a few minutes of prayer, we're going to have Adam close out this time. He's going to pray for you. Parents, if you are a parent of a student of any grade level, if you don't mind just to stand up where you're at so that we can pray, people around you can pray for you as we're going through this time of prayer. If you have a student at any grade level, whether it be college or preschool or grade school, middle school, high school, see all these people in this room are making big decisions this year for their children. And so we want to take time to pray for you. So as we take a minute and pray quietly for a minute or two, look around the room, pray for those by name who are in your row. And then Adam, if you will, close out this time of prayer. Let's go to the Lord in prayer.
4: Let's pray. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for you're in control when there's a pandemic, you're in control where there's just a normal day. Lord, you've been in control since the beginning and you'll be in control in the end. Lord, just help us uh, rest in that. Lord, we just pray for these parents. We lift them up as we're making decisions. Lord, we're trying to do what's best for our children. We pray that uh, we rely on you through that. Lord, we just pray that we would use this as an Spread more knowledge of you, more love of you and Lord just be an example to them. we pray for patience because we know it's not going to be easy. Lord we pray for um, just wisdom with how to deal uh, just with the situations that are going on. Lord we pray that that every day that we would trust you we would know that we're relying on your grace and your mercies and we're not going to get it right. We know we're going to fail are going to struggle, but Lord, we know that every day, just like you've always done, you've granted us grace, you've granted us mercy, Lord, you've lifted us up, and Lord, we know that you're in control. Lord, we pray uh, once again for all the decisions. Lord, one decision is not going to be the end all of everything, Lord, that you can take wrong decisions and do great works with them, Lord, we know that you are amazing and that you can do all things, Lord, we just pray that you would give us the confidence as parents as we lead these children, and we pray that you would just give us uh, the wisdom to, to make those right decisions, in Jesus' name.
3: we want to pray for our teachers and administration. Uh, scripture calls us to pray for those who are um, who are in authority. And so, First uh, Timothy chapter two, verses one and one through three says, "I urge then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and all those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. This is good, and it pleases." God our Savior. And so we are called. We're called to pray for those who are in decision-making um, uh, positions. And so this year, um, the decisions that are being made uh, have never been made before. And these decisions that our administration is making, uh, we have to realize are, are not going to please everyone in any way, shape, or form. And so they're tough decisions that they have to make. I'm sure that none of our administration coming to school um, had you know a couple days in their uh, schooling about how to deal with the pandemic. Okay, so we need to... to to show grace and to pray for those who are making decisions and passing them down to our teachers and to ultimately down to the students and parents. And so we want to take time this morning. We want to pray for our our administration. Uh, Something that you may not realize, this is just one of the decisions that are having to be made by our um, school system. I've met with uh, Gordon Palmer, which is the high school principal. I have met with him twice in the past two weeks. Just to talk about ways that we can maybe um, help him. But how many of you are familiar with the JV Gym? For me, the JV Gym? You know where it's at? Yeah, okay. So, if you walk in the double doors uh, from the lobby into the JV Gym and you walk directly down the wall to your left, you can go up some stairs that take you up to where the health rooms are. Well, underneath the health rooms, there's an old locker room. That locker room has been gutted, they have put in uh, studs in there. Uh, there's going to be now a nurses station that has a sliding glass window and also three isolation rooms where if a student has a temperature the student will go inside the isolation rooms and these isolation rooms have their own ventilation system Uh, and they have their own door that goes out to the car riding line so if a student is sick they don't have to go back through the school by the front office they can go right outside and be picked up okay so these are the decisions that administration is having to make they're actually making uh, in-house doctors' offices with their own ventilation system. Okay, so these are the things that they're thinking about uh, that they have not thought about before. Okay, so we need to show our administration grace and to pray for them as they make these decisions. We also want to pray for our teachers. Uh, our praise team, if you've noticed, they have three different teachers uh, inside of our praise team, and they they all teach at different schools. Um, and so every week we come on Wednesday nights and we practice from 6:30 to 8:30 in preparation for Sunday morning. Uh, And so every week we hear a little bit more about their struggles and what they're going through. Uh, We even have seen a a few tears uh, on Wednesday nights. Okay, so uh, we have seen, I have seen uh, some of the struggles that the teachers are facing there. Every single day their responsibilities are changing. Their responsibilities are being added to. uh, Their requirements are being changed daily. Some teachers are teaching online for the very first time and they have to learn how to do that and deal with that. Uh, But above all, uh, I think what I would say to teachers is to remember your calling. You're called by God uh, to be an educator. And we want you to always remember that no matter the responsibilities that are put on you and placed on you, that you would be what you are called to be, and that is a great teacher. Moses called on God when he was teaching the Israelites. Um, He called on God to help him to be a good teacher. And so this is what Moses said. He said, let my teaching fall like rain, and my words descend like dew, like showers on new grass, like abundant rain on tender plants. And so teachers, remember that as your responsibilities are growing, and they're mounting on you, and they're changing every day, and you don't know what to do from day in and day out, remember your calling is to be an educator, and to educate like Moses. Ask God for help. That your teachings would be like rain and they would fall on students like dew, okay? Because we know what rain does. It causes plants and things to grow. And so this morning, uh, we want to take time here uh, in the service to pray for our administration and our teachers. And I've asked Ramey to come up here. Uh, Ramey is a former teacher here in Owenswinter County. He is now at CVCC uh, teaching some of the electrical classes there. Um, And as he's walking up, I want to read off to you. The names of all of our administration and um, principals here in Alexander County. So as he's praying, you can think about these. Uh, Superintendent is Dr. Hefner. ACHS, Gordon Palmer. West Alexander Middle School, Jacob Lale, East Alexander Middle School, Christy Love. Taylorsville Elementary, Janelle Lingle. Midnight Elementary, Charles Draper. Ellendale, Crystal Hoke. Sugarloaf, Carrie Cash. Stony Point, Andy Palmer. Bethlehem, Charmin Frizzell, and Wittenberg, Mary Brown. Those are all your principals in Alexander County. And so to remember them this morning uh, as we pray and as they're making decisions to remember our teachers. Uh, before we pray, if there's anyone who's employed by the Alexander County school system or uh, any school system for that matter, if you are in the education field and you are going back to work, uh, would you please stand up so that we can pray for you uh, as we pray this morning, just to make yourself known so we can pray for you name. If you see, if these people are in your row, um, please pray for them because uh, their responsibilities are changing every day. They don't know what the next day is going to hold. And so, uh, Rami, if you will, lead this time of prayer and uh, pray for those that are standing around you. Good
5: thank you for the opportunity. Give everybody safety and comfort as they go in the building today, Lord. Just let us be a bright spot, Lord, for these kids, Lord. There's many kids that come to our building for a day, we can maybe a on bright spots that we can see each day, Lord. Just give everybody grace and comfort, Lord, as we go in the building each day, Lord. Just forgive us for our many sins and our shortcomings. And let them be
3: Before we move on to students, I would like to say, uh, teachers, if you you're in the grind every day, if you need anything, Uh, Maybe you need some cookies in your workroom because it's just been a bad week. Uh, Call us here, okay? We're here to serve you. Um, If there's anything that we can do to help you in the classroom, please let us know and we can maybe provide what you need. So um, just keep that in mind this year. Keep us in your back pocket. Uh, So we're going to just spend the last few minutes uh, praying um, for our students. And for our students, uh, I've got just a couple points uh, for you guys to to remember and things for us to pray about. Uh, And the first one is this, don't be slack. Don't be slack. And you, and you laugh. Uh, but this year you're going to have three days where you can spend at home. Uh, some of you will be spending at home by yourself because your parents are working. And the, uh, the opportunity will be there to sign on when you need to sign on and then just kind of cruise the rest of the time to procrastinate before you have to get that assignment uh, emailed in by midnight. Okay? So I would say don't be slack. And here's why. Scripture tells us in Colossians chapter 3, it says, Whatever you do, work heartedly as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. So anything that you do, including your schoolwork, uh, do not slack. Get it done. The temptation will be there on those online days to be slack. And so I want to encourage you not to be slack. The next one is don't be rude. Don't be rude. First Peter chapter 2 says, Be subject for the Lord for the Lord's sake, of, uh, to every human institution. So, <clears throat> this year, you need to have a little bit more grace for your teachers as we have just got done praying for our teachers. Everything that they're doing is changing daily. Um, and so, of all years to work together uh, with your teachers, this is a great year to work together with your teachers. You might have to submit an assignment online, and the, the assignment might get lost in an email. They might never get it, okay? Show some grace. Nobody has ever been here before, okay? so show some grace work with one another uh, and work with your teacher okay just wanted to uh, encourage you to do that and the next one is don't be oblivious don't be oblivious to others and don't be oblivious to yourself Uh, when it comes to others um, this summer has been uh, a pretty rough summer on some students because uh, everything that they would typically do maybe sports camps youth camps uh, they've all been canceled on them and my wife she works in the uh, the mental health field Uh, and and every office that she works for, um, every office is hiring more therapists, Uh, they're seeing more adolescents come in uh, for counseling, suicide is on the rise right now and and part of that is due to quarantine and and, and things being canceled Uh, and and students are stuck in home uh, with broken homes, with busted homes, uh, stuff being thrown at them, uh, people yelling at them, screaming at them Uh, and so When these students come back to school, they were expecting to be out of their homes for five days a week. Now they're only out of their homes for two days a week, and the other three days they have to go back to that environment. So as you are going throughout your day, be on the lookout for those students who seem to be on the, the outside. Um, because for them, uh, their home life may be and probably is a lot worse than yours. And so don't be oblivious to those who are around you, because everyone's struggling in different ways through this time. And then I also want to encourage you to be on the lookout for yourself, okay? Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33 says, Bad company corrupts good morals. And so as you are extending out and you're looking to make friends, be careful of those who are you, you are inviting to influence you. Because if you uh, choose bad friends, it says that if you uh, are accompanied by bad company, it will ruin good morals. My dad told me if you sleep with the fleas, you'll wake up with the fleas. Okay, so stay away from the fleas, okay? Be careful of the company that you keep. So do not be oblivious to those who are around you who are hurting, and do not be oblivious to those who are you letting influence you. And lastly, I want to encourage you to not be ashamed, students. Romans chapter 1 verse 16 says, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. So do not be ashamed of the gospel. When you come here, we teach you, and we try to disciple you and, and, and try to give you ways uh, to be able to share the gospel. We've gone through the circle, uh, the three circles that we've gone through to, to help you um, share the gospel. You are about to enter a, a mission field that many of us cannot get into. This year, for me, uh, we are not allowed to go into the schools without an appointment, so you can just count us out of uh, being able to just be able to walk in and to be able to talk to you guys Uh at school. You're also entering a mission field that is white to the harvest. You have people who are hurting in school uh, like we've just talked about uh, who are in need of the gospel and you have it and you can share it. Uh, Matthew 28 verse 19 is very familiar. It says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. And that's what we're all called to do. But if you you notice the verse, uh, many times when you hear this verse uh, when somebody preaches this verse, they always put the the emphasis on the word "go." And when you leave the service, there are, everybody's telling you uh, to go. No matter if it's to your neighbor or to uh, your workplace or go to your uh, maybe go to a different country. But we always put the emphasis on the word "go" as if that's what the scripture is commanding us to do. And the scripture here is not even commanding us to go anywhere. Um, <clears throat> there's only one verb in this entire verse, and that is to make. That is to make. And so. Um, in the Greek, if you read it, go is only a participle. Okay, so it better reads in English as, as you are going, make disciples. So your task, your job is to make disciples, and it is assumed by the writer of Matthew that you were already going. And so this morning, I'm going to ask Jamie to come up uh, and pray for our students and just kind of close out the service. Um, but everyone in this room, Whether you're in this room, you're watching online, you're in the parking lot, everyone in here is going somewhere. You're about to leave this place and go to lunch. Then you're going to go maybe hang out by the pool. Then you're going to go to work tomorrow. You're going to go to school tomorrow. Everyone in this room is going somewhere. And the writer of Matthew knows that. He understands that. He's not telling you to go anywhere. It's assumed that you are going. So everyone in this room, you're going somewhere, and your job is to make disciples. And so students, that's your task as you go back to your mission field is to make disciples. So this morning, Jamie, if you don't mind to come up and and pray for us and close out our service in this section of our time.
0: Check one. Sorry about that. You know, I was thinking whenever uh, Justin was talking about students in in school and when I when I was growing up I didn't go to church and I grew up in a single parent home I was one of the I was like if I was in a class of 30 people they might have been two other people like me everybody went to church everybody went to church back in 80s Uh, in the 70s everybody went to church I was the really the the outcast who didn't go to church all the way all the way up through my high school years we just didn't go to church it just was not what we did I was lost. And I was thinking also, the majority of my friends, whom I'm really good friends with now, were Christians. I mean, just about all of them, you know. I was the flea, (laughs) you know, that everybody hung out with. And then I was thinking about this as well. I I was trying to remember, now students listen, how many times did I hear the gospel? 80 or 90 churches, thousands of born-again Christians in Alexander County, millions of dollars of budgets. And I remember when I grabbed my diploma, looking back, I don't ever remember one person sharing the gospel with Jamie Steele. One person, why? A couple reasons. Fear, it's hard to share the gospel at times. A majority of people don't even know how to share the gospel. Think about this, adults. Can you articulate your faith? You know, the day after I got saved, I wanted to tell everybody. I didn't know how. I remember the pastor at that time, such a good, godly man. He gave me the Romans road. Then I took E, faith. I took all those things. And I said, you know, these are good, but I feel like I'm selling a vacuum cleaner. (laughs) And what I started doing is just sharing my story with people and seeing, seeing friends come to know Christ. And then I thought to myself, man, if I could go back to high school, if I could go back to high school, I'd share my faith with everybody. When I worked at Taylor King Furniture, I would do this before I went into ministry. Lord... Give me an opportunity. You give me the opportunity to share the gospel, and I'll do it. I got a job to do, but that's my second job. And I personally have seen individually I led more people to Jesus in a furniture factory than I ever have as a pastor. All right? Because I saw it as you're going. This is my mission field. So, students, one thing you can do is pray for your friends. You have no idea what they're going through. The coolest guy in the classroom needs Jesus, right? The person nobody talks to that y'all all know about, they need Jesus. Isn't it amazing what Jesus can do? Do we really believe the gospel? It's the power of God unto salvation. So, students, I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray for you to know the gospel and be able to share the gospel. Parents, you should be able to set your child down and teach them how to share the gospel. It is so important. So, let's pray together and win this service this way. Father, as we come to you in prayer, Lord, thank you that you've given us the gospel. It is the power of God unto salvation. It is our only hope. Lord, everything I dealt with as a teenager, you were the answer for. Everything. Father, we lift students up, teachers up. Father, and we pray for their salvation. Father, for parents who are homeschooling, we pray for their children as well. Christian schools in Alexander County, we're blessed to have. Father, help us to share the gospel as we go. Lord, it's not just in school. Lord, it's, it's, it's our place of business. Lord, we pray for opportunities. Lord, I pray that our church would be an equipping church. It's like Justin said, I, I can't go to where you are. Can't do it. But Lord, you can go they can go and share the gospel. So, Father, we thank you. Lord, I want to thank you for our school system. I want to thank you for the teachers that I've had in my life, whom I'm friends with many. i preached preached many, many of their funerals. Lord, I've been honored to do that. Thank you. But, Lord, I pray that we would never overlook this huge, awesome responsibility we have once we're saved to share the gospel. So, Lord, I pray that this upcoming year Lord it would be a harvest year for people coming to know Christ. So many people will be asking questions, Lord. We have the answer, and Father, I pray that we would share it. And Lord, we just want to tell that we love you today. In Jesus' name, I pray. And all of God's people said together, "Amen." Well, once again, Justin, thank you so much for wonderful service. Rami and Adam, thank you guys for praying. I really appreciate both you men. Uh, but we're going to dismiss now, and we're going to start with this section here. So if you will, you, you guys go ahead and you can make your way out, and then we'll dismiss you.